0: Well, hello. Good morning. It's Monday, April 25th, 2022. Monday, April 25th, 2022. My, how time flies. Uh, It was a long weekend, right? Uh, Slava, Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I really appreciate you. I, I certainly do. It's very nice of you to come every day. Do you have a good weekend? Was it good for you? I hope so. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Uh, tell them about me. You know, tell them how early I get up. Uh, this morning I slept in. I did not get up until like 4.30. It was crazy. Um, tweet to me. Questions. Or insights or fights at cyberclubs, Cyberclops, C Y B E R C L O P S. Boy, I sound like I swallowed a bucket of sand today, don't I? Let's see if I can clear this up. <coughs> maybe, maybe not. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at cyberclubs, Cyberclops, C Y B E E R C L O P S. And maybe you want to give me a story. Maybe you want to yeah, school me on something. Yeah, you can try. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin went to Kiev by train and met Ukrainian President Zelensky in uh, Kiev yesterday. Volodymyr Zelensky. I, I mean, he's a great guy, but he sounds like an even vil- vil- evil villain, right? Um, uh, anyway, that made them the highest level U.S. officials to have traveled to the country since the Russian invasion began. Uh, the meeting la- lasted about three hours. Uh, Blinken said during the meeting that U.S. diplomats would return to Ukraine this week and the U.S. embassy will reopen in Kyiv. $700 million uh, in more aid was announced by the administration, bringing the total to $3.8 billion, almost $3.8 billion. uh Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelenskyy Uh, said today, he appreciated the military aid. He said, I would like to thank President Biden personally and on behalf of the entire Ukrainian people for his leadership in supporting Ukraine, for his personal clear position to thank all the American people as well as the Congress for their bicameral and bipartisan support Uh, by camera means both the House and the the Senate, Uh, uh, we see it, we feel it, we understand what the next steps on this track should be, and we count on the support of our partners. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, in terms of their ability to win, the first step in winning is believing that you can win. And so they believe that we can win. We believe that we, they can win. If they have the right equipment, the right support, and we're going to do everything we can and continue to do everything we can. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, Russia has warned the US against sending more weapons to Ukraine. Uh, saying the delivery of arms supplies is pouring oil on the flames. Tough noogies! The U.S. has provided uh, about $6.4 billion in military assistance to Ukraine, Ukraine since 2014, with 3.7 more than $3.7 billion of that since the most recent Russian invasion, as we said. Uh, In comments made on the Rossiya 24 TV channel in Russia, Anatoly Antonov, Moscow's ambassador to the U.S., said the delivery of military equipment to Ukraine raises the stakes of the conflict. Antonov said, uh, referring to an official diplomatic uh, note sent to Washington, We stressed the unacceptability of the situation when the United States of America pours weapons into Ukraine and we demanded an end to this practice. What the Americans are doing is pouring oil on the flames. Antonov added, I see only an attempt to raise the stakes, to aggravate the situation, to see more losses. Well then get the fuck out of Ukraine and you won't suffer losses. How about that? He was, uh, of course, he was referring to the Marquet, uh we talked about a couple weeks ago. Remember that? Uh, moving on. <clears throat> Russian forces struck five railway stations in central and western Ukraine uh, this morning as part of the campaign to systematically destroy railway infrastructure. Uh, I'm assuming uh, our representatives were able to get out. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, Sergei Hayde, head of the regional uh, military administration, said uh, almost the entire Luhansk, Luhansk uh, region is without water supply. This due to uh, Russian shelling. Um, so no one sent MiG-29s to Ukraine, but they still added 20 of them to their air force because of an influx, influx of spare parts. Now, I will say that the, uh, Ukraine said that they had planes that they couldn't get off the ground because of parts they needed. Uh, and that was in the past, uh, a past story that we talked about. Uh, though a U.S. official wouldn't specify which country had provided the aircraft parts, the official said Wednesday that the U.S. and other countries have worked to get them the parts they need to get them in the air. So how far is this from taking apart airplanes, sending them to Ukraine as parts, then reassembling them in Ukraine? Not a bad idea, right? This is the same problem the U.S. has with ghost guns. People order parts and make their own guns. They disassemble them. So they don't buy guns directly. They're called ghost guns. It's a hole through Russian threats that the U.S. learned from gun manufacturers. Or quite possibly, maybe the gun manufacturers learned about this from our own past in other countries, sending parts to them that can somehow be assembled into a complete plane. <laughs> uh Okay. An advisor to Zelensky's administration said Sunday that Russia was trying to depopulate the east of Ukraine amid heavy fighting there. Now, remember, they've already taken people, thousands of them, kidnapped them to Russia. They've already done that. They've already depopulated on purpose. Earlier this week, Russia revealed that the goal of its invasion of Ukraine is to take full control over southern Ukraine as well as the eastern Donbas region, which has been the front line of the country's conflict with Russia since 2014. And remember, we talked about this. The Sea of Azov, he wants all of it. He wants all the shores on the Sea of Azov. He wants his ships protected there. That's what he's doing. And he wants a land bridge to Crimea, which he stole in 2014. Annexed, if you want to use that word. Uh, moving on to the British government says it believes 15,000 Russian troops have been killed in Ukraine since the invasion began uh, two months, more than two months ago. Uh, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace said 25% of the Russian combat units sent to Ukraine have been rendered not combat effective. Does that mean they are in uh, POW camps, camps? Or dead? Or both? I don't know. Russia has acknowledged only 1,351 military casualties. Uh, one uh, was on uh, the, uh, um, the ship that was just sunk. The International Criminal Court in The Hague will join the investigation into alleged Uh, excuse me, into allegations of war crimes committed in Ukraine. A joint investigative team was set up by Lithuania, Poland, and Ukraine to prepare possible prosecutions within countries and before the international court. ICC prosecutor uh, uh, Karim Khan, who we've talked about in the past, Uh, and the prosecutors uh, general of three countries signed an agreement today. The European Union Agency for Criminal Justice Cooperation said in a statement, the agreement sends a clear message that all efforts will be undertaken to effectively gather evidence on core international crimes committed in Ukraine and bring those responsible to justice. Now, remember, there are there, uh, apparently, some soldiers, uh, Ukrainian soldiers, have been caught uh, doing war crimes. Uh, so they will also be uh, prosecuted. But the difference is, Russia denies all their war, war crimes, and Ukraine wants to stop their soldiers from doing it. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and said, new evidence is emerging that shows Russian troops killed tens of thousands of civilians in Mariupol and then tried to cover it up. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the coming days. Uh, The Organization for Security and Cooperation in in, uh, Europe, OSCE, OSCE, has called for the immediate release of four members of a special monitoring mission, the SMM, to Ukraine who have been detained in non-government controlled areas of Donetsk and Luhansk in the country's east. The SMM is an unarmed civilian division of OSCE tasked with observing and reporting on conflict zones. It has maintained a presence in Ukraine since 2014 at the request of the government following Russia's annexation of Crimea and the outbreak of conflict in Ukraine's uh, eastern Donbas region. Uh, The UN and UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres will be received by President Vladimir Putin tomorrow in Moscow after having a working meeting and lunch with the foreign minister of Russia. He is also expected to meet Zelensky on Thursday in Ukraine, and that's according to a UN spokesperson. Uh, Biden announced today that he will appoint Bridget Brink, as a U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, filing a position, uh, I'm sorry, filling a position that has been vacant for three years now. You remember why that position was vacant. Do you remember a certain impeachment? Right? Anyway, uh, Brink is a career member of the Senior Foreign uh, Service, currently served as ambassador, serving as ambassador to Slovakia. If confirmed by the Senate, she would be the first U.S. ambassador to Ukraine since Trump removed uh, Marie Yovanovitch from the Post in 2019. I think they should have sent Yovanovitch back there because she was doing a a fantastic job. Uh, Yovanovitch's dismissal was one of the uh, factors in in Trump's uh, first impeachment, if you remember that. Uh, Media outlets in Sweden and Finland are reporting that their governments will submit NATO applications next month after Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine has fueled growing support for membership in the two countries. The Finnish newspaper said today that Swedish government wants a common date for the publication of NATO applications and mentions the week of May 16th. Pretty soon, Russia don't like this. Man, we got so much stuff. I mean, this weekend was busy. Plus, today it was pretty busy, everything that went on over the weekend. Um, The Supreme Court uh, is taking up a case right now of a high school coach who prayed after each game. Uh, Joe Kennedy says his constitutional rights were violated when he was suspended from his coaching job for praying at the 50-yard line after high school football games in Washington State. He said, every American should be able to have faith in, pu- in public and not have to be worried about being fired over it. But is it that simple? And let me just say, was he in public? Right? After each game, he would kneel at the 50-yard line and pray. Students would join him. After a while, he didn't ask them to. They just decided to. A person should be allowed to pray anywhere he wants, no matter how atheist I am and how ridiculous I think that person is. But this was on school property. Today. The U.S. Supreme Court will take up Kennedy's appeal in the latest religious liberty case to come before the justices. So far, the court's conservative majority has been moving to expand protections for religious believers. So, I ask you, could a teacher decide to kneel and have a personal prayer in the middle of her class? That's what this is asking The game was over, but he is still acting as coach. He's still in the middle of an official school event. So think about that. The Supreme Court should truly rule against this, against uh, the coach. But we'll see what happens. And we know at least one crazy Right, right-winged uh, conservative who's married to a uh, special, uh, crazy uh, woman will vote in favor of the coach. I'm sure of it. Moving on. A federal appeals court rejected a tech industry-backed petition to block California's net neutrality law. Uh, Internet service providers wanted a hearing before all the judges of the U.S. Uh, court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit Court. After a three-judge panel of the, that court in January upheld that uh, the law, uh, uh, that law, uh, so it could go into effect. Uh, California's SBA. 822, described as the gold standard net neutrality law, was approved in 2018 after the FCC, then led by former Verizon lawyer Ajit Pai, voted to repeal Obama-era net neutrality rules. And we talked about that, that that nutball. Uh, FCC chair, uh, chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel declared, this is big because... When the FCC rolled back its open Internet policies, states stepped in. I support net neutrality, and we need, once again, to make it the law of the land. The, the appeals court ruling came as progressives urged the U.S. Senate to confirm uh, Gigi Son, President Joe uh, Biden's uh, nominee, to fill the empty seat at the FCC. Finally, by the way. On Friday, and this is uh, kind of disturbing, uh, Win Bruce, guy from Boulder, Colorado, I think he was uh, 50 years old, um, um, self immolated himself outside. The, I, that's sort of uh, redundant. He self-emoliated outside the U.S. Supreme Court, protesting attacks on the environment at about 6.30 p.m. on Friday and was airlifted to the hospital. He died on Saturday from his injuries. Uh, Self-emoliation is just a more pleasant way of saying he set himself on fire. A spokesperson for the Metro Police told the Denver Post that investigators had not found a manifesto or note explaining Bruce's motive. Uh, Friday was Earth Day. Uh, 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 By the way... Gia is bleeding. Uh, The Supreme Court has uh, environmental cases on the docket. Uh, Bruce, Mr. Bruce, uh, had recently edited a comment on his Facebook page, adding the date, the 22nd of April, and a fire emoji. The comment was in response to a post about the global impact of climate change. Bruce had posted several times over the past year about the environment on sunday kriti kanko a boulder based climate scientist and zen buddhist priest said bruce mr bruce was a friend and member of her buddhist community who had been planning to uh, uh the self-emoliation for at least one year uh kanko said in a tr- in a tweet this act is not suicide. This is a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to the climate crisis. Uh, I don't believe in self immolation but maybe it will raise some eyebrows. Um, uh, it's sad that he had to do it. His voice could have been heard much longer, but maybe it will do its job now and we really need to attack the climate crisis. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this under uh, uh, 40 minutes. Maybe. (laughs) On Friday... Oh, wait a minute. I already did that. Um, You know, I hate to admit my mistakes. I reported on Friday that Mark Meadows... Did I report that on Friday or was that before? That Mark Meadows registered to vote in two states. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Turns out Mark Meadows wasn't just registered to vote in two states. So far, he was uh, uh, registered in three. The Washington Post reported Friday, the chief of staff to former President Donald Trump and prominent purveyor of the big lie... That the presidential election was rigged through widespread voter fraud was until last week simultaneously registered to vote in three states and is still registered in two Uh, according to the paper meadows was registered in virginia south carolina and north carolina until he was removed from uh, north carolina uh, voter rolls uh, after they found out what he had done Each violation can get several years in prison. So we will see. It's not going well for Mar... Oh, by the way, in state prison, away from federal control, it's not going well for Marjorie Taylor Greene, so far. Your favorite right-wing sociopath, congresswoman, To scream about. (laughs) She was confronted in court on Friday over past social media posts advocating violence against Democrats at the hearing in Atlanta to determine if Green is constitutionally barred from running for re-election because of her alleged role in the January 6th insurrection. The congresswoman repeatedly said she couldn't remember past comments or interactions at which point she was reminded with numerous pieces of evidence. (laughs) Uh, CNN's uh, K-File reported last year that uh, prior to being elected to Congress, Green had repeatedly indicated support for executing prominent Democratic politicians in 2018-2019 in comments and posts on social media. Now, this is important. Whatever you say on social media before you're elected is fine. But once you swear an oath... Uh Uh-oh. Then there can be treason. Uh, At the hearing, Green initially denied she had called House Speaker Nancy Pelosi a traitor to our country. She said, no, I haven't said that. To which prosecutors asked to bring up specific evidence. And then she said, oh, no, wait. um, (laughs) uh, Wait, uh, hold on uh, now. I, I, I believe... Uh, That uh, by not securing the border that violates her oath of office. Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, I'll get to that. I'll break that down in a second. Uh, Before she ran for Congress in 2020, Green created a White House petition in January 2019 to impeach the Speaker for crimes of treason, citing Pelosi's support of so-called sanctuary policies that are serving illegals and not United States citizens. And because Pelosi did not support then-President Trump's border wall. Green says in a 2019 video, she's a traitor to our country. She's guilty of treason. She took an oath to protect American citizens and uphold our laws. And she gives aid and comfort to our enemies who illegally invade our land. That's what treason is. And by our law, representatives and senators can be kicked out and no longer serve in our government. And it's... Uh, it's a crime punishable by death, is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. That was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, okay, let's unpack this. First of all, all treasons do not require death sentences. Okay, there are many types, there are seven different, I believe it's seven. It's been a, lo- a while since I've read the list, but I, leave it, I believe it's seven different uh, types of treasons. Second, Mexicans are not our enemies, right? If I was a prosecutor, I'd ask her if we were at war with Mexico, right? If they are not our enemies, how is Pelosi aiding enemies? We aren't at war with Mexico. (laughs) uh, That war didn't last very long anyway. Uh, asked again about her comments at Friday's hearing. Green said she could not remember making them when asked if she had said it. Uh, according to uh, um, the, the, uh, she says, according to the CNN article I did, uh Green said, I don't remember. I don't recall saying all of this. Green also denied having any knowledge of liking a post on her personal Facebook advocating that Pelosi be shot in the head and executed. In one post from January 2019, Green's account liked a comment that said a bullet to the head would be quicker to remove Pelosi. She goes, I have no idea who liked that. She said, claiming she has many people managing her social media. Uh, Early during her uh, uh, testimony, Green claimed that I never m- mean anything for violence. All of my words never, ever mean anything for violence. Green also... Go shoot someone. Go kill somebody. Oh, but please don't commit violence. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, Green also said uh, she could not recall if she or anyone on her staff had spoken with her friend and associate, Anthony Aguero, who took part in... In the insurrection, Green said, oh, I don't recall having any conversations with him about his, him doing the, uh, deciding to, uh, have an insurrection. And, and, uh, uh, I, I mean, if I did that, that might be treason, right? Actual pun, actually punishable by death because anybody involved in an insurrection is an enemy, Right funny how that works. Moving on, let's go international without Russia. Well, there's some Russia in everything right now. Macron has won a second five-year term yesterday, becoming the first French president since 2002 to be re-elected. Le Pen got 41%, which was a lot. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin congratulated Emmanuel Macron on his re-election in a statement today saying, I sincerely wish you uh, success in your uh, your state activities as well as good health and Uh, well-being. Macron won the election with over 58% of the vote, according to the results posted by the French Ministry of Interior last night. Uh, His right-wing rival, Maureen Le Pen, took um, over 41% of the vote just five years ago. Macron beat Le Pen much more soundly. It was 66% to 34%. Now it's like 58.5% to 41.5%. You know, if a Republican or Democrat lost the election with 41% of the vote, that would be considered a landslide. I don't know why Le Pen is saying, oh, this is a huge victory. (laughs) Um, So um, moving on, we we talked about this, I think a few weeks ago on Saturday. Boy, I'm telling you, my voice is just gone today. On Saturday, the European Union passed a landmark law that seeks to reduce social media harmful effects by requiring big tech corporations to quash disinformation and illicit content content on their platforms or else face multi-billion dollar fines. That's a billion with a B. Because it's based on their income, Right. Uh, the Digital Services Act, the DSA, would compel Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and other platforms to set up new policies and procedures to remove flagged hate speech, terrorist propaganda, and other material defined as illegal by countries within the European Union. Uh, <clears throat> I guess they would have to uh, define specifically, because some, some um, countries in the European Union have more stricter laws. I guess if it's uh, the bare minimum by uh, the European Union, they could skirt some uh, country laws, I guess. I, I, I don't know exactly how this is going to work. Uh, the New York Times said the law aims to end an era of self-regulation in which tech companies set their own policies about the content Uh, what content could stay up or be taken down. It stands out from other regulatory attempts by addressing online speech, an area that, of course, off limits to the United States because of the First Amendment protections. The tax of the DSA is not expected to be finalized for several weeks. According to The Guardian, the groundbreaking rules, which would take effect uh, by 2024 at the latest, include... Banning ads aimed at children or based on sensitive data such as religion, gender, race, and political opinions. Allowing EU governments to request removal of illegal content, including material that promotes terrorism, child sexual abuse, hate speech, and commercial scams. Forcing social media platforms to allow users to flag illegal content in an easy and effective way so that it can be swiftly removed, which I would like to call out Twitter for here in the United States. Uh, if you see content that could be, you should be able to report it without repercussions. Twitter is sort of blocking that by requiring you to attest that the content is illegal when you're not sure that it just needs to be investigated that's a problem. Um, moving on. And online marketplaces like Amazon will need similar systems for uh, uh, suspect products such as counterfeit sneakers or unsafe toys. Uh-oh, China, watch out. You got a lot of unsafe toys that go into different countries. <laughs> if big tech firms violate the new rules, they could face financial penalties among uh, amounting to six percent of their annual global revenue and be ordered to altered alter their practices. Uh, moving on. Splashdown has happened. Uh, SpaceX's Megan recovery ship, formerly known as Ghost Searcher, deported, uh, excuse me, departed. Port Canaveral—deporting is something completely different—departed uh, Port uh, Canaveral yesterday to uh, head for the recovery zone in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, northeast of Jacksonville. Uh, the recovery ship is named for uh, NASA astronaut uh, Megan MacArthur, the second woman to fly to space on Dragon's uh, space uh, spacecraft. I guess they didn't want to call it the MacArthur because I think a ship is already named for MacArthur— <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I have no, no clue. Uh, the Dragon Endeavor on autopilot uh, jettisoned uh, uh, its unpressurized trunk section at twelve eleven p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All times are Eastern Daylight Time. The trunk contained the ship's power generating solar panels and radiators used to uh, shed the spacecraft's internal heat into space. Uh, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people don't understand. Sp- true. Space is cold. But if you don't have any air around you to um, to pull heat away from a spaceship, it can overheat the coldness uh, in, in space. You've seen those movies where bodies end up being uh, sent out into space and they freeze automatically. That doesn't happen. It takes a long time uh, for bodies to cool because there's nothing around them to pull the heat away. Right? It's cold out there, but there's nothing there's nothing uh, like you know how water is is uh, uh, feels cold? That's because something's touching you that's pulling the heat away. There's nothing there to touch you. Right? Anyway, uh, that part will burn up into the atmosphere. Uh the Dragon Crew module uh maneuvered into the proper orientation for deorbit uh, uh burn using the spacecraft's uh thrusters. The braking maneuver began at uh twelve sixteen PM and lasted eight minutes, twenty-four seconds, slowing the ship's velocity to about 132 miles per hour. It plunged into uh I guess a discernible uh, atmosphere, uh where you could see like um, uh, 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 air moving around you, uh, um, uh, at, at around 1254 PM Eastern daylight time, uh, moving at about 17,000 miles per hour, uh, flying with its blunt end facing the uh, brunt of the airflow. Um, the spacecraft, uh, heat shield encountered temperatures of up to 3500 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, the buildup of superheating around the capsule interrupted communications with the crew for about six minutes. Uh, Drogue parachutes released from the top of the capsule at 1.02 p.m., um, followed by the deployment of four orange and white parachutes uh, about 40 seconds later. Uh, I mean, they probably took uh, uh, around 40 seconds to deploy completely. The Drogue shoot, uh, chutes deployed when Dragon Endeavour descended through about 18,000 feet when the capsule was moving at approximately 350 miles per hour. The four main chutes came out at an altitude of about 6,000 feet and at a velocity of about uh, 119 miles per hour. The parachutes slowed the capsule's speed for the splashdown at 1.06 p.m., which was about 45 minutes ago. According to the time I'm reading this, uh, not the time that you <laughs> that you are listening um, and that was in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, targeting a location just as I said northeast of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So there is leaked footage of a video call in which Starbucks billionaire CEO urges managers to step up their effort to thwart worker unionization. In the undated video published by pro-worker media organization, More Perfect Union, Starbucks founder Howard Schultz, who earlier this month became the CEO again for the third time, implored managers to encourage workers to really understand what it means to vote for a union. He claimed a new outside force that's trying desperately to disrupt our uh, company. That's insane let's just say, if he really believes that that's insane, that an outside force is trying to disrupt your company, it's workers. <laughs> uh, it's an, if not, it's an obvious lie. Uh, Starbucks uh, North America president, uh, Rossan Williams, also appears in the video telling managers that it's their number one responsibility to do your role to ensure that employees get balanced information about what's going on. That's why I don't. Uh, uh go to Starbucks because I am not their number one responsibility, and their coffee tastes like garbage <laughs> according to uh more perfect Union, Starbucks has regularly shut down stores, isolated new workers, um, held captive audience meetings, and subjected workers to a barrage of emails, texts, and videos with anti union rhetoric. Starbucks uh, Workers United, uh, the union behind the organizing effort, says it has filed more than 80 unfair labor practices, complaints against the company with the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB. You know what? I think I might want, I, I might want to go try and get a job at uh, Starbucks and see if the manager uh, asked me how I feel about the union. That would be inter- an interesting experiment. I may do that this week. On Wednesday, Starbucks filed its own unfair labor practices charges against members of Starbucks Workers United, accusing them of, quote, consistent pattern of disturbing behavior. Well, I could say <laughs> if that is a legal reason to make a complaint, there are lots of reasons for a lot of people to be complained about. <laughs> Moving on. To Elon Musk, hey, his capsule just splashed down, has offered around $43 billion in cash for Twitter. He has gotten financing, he has now gotten financing, which has raised eyebrows, and Twitter may announce the $54.20 per share deal later today once its board has met to recommend their uh, transaction to Twitter shareholders. The sources said adding it was still possible the deal could collapse at the last minute. They remember, I, I, it has to be brought to shareholders. Share, shareholders have to agree. Twitter shares were up 4.5% in pre-market market trading in New York at $51. Didn't I tell you to buy Twitter two weeks ago? Again, I've been telling you for years to buy Twitter and and you haven't listened to me. Moving on. Orrin Hatch has died at 88. Very appropriate age for someone like him to die. A Republican. Uh, Maybe he wanted to send a message. Uh, If you've uh, listened to me for any length of time, you'll know what I mean. Also... Cain Tanaka died in Japan on April 19th. You may not know her. She was the oldest person in the world and died at 119. She was born January 2nd, 1903. She is also the second oldest person ever recorded behind only uh, Jeannie Kalment, who lived to the age of 122. Uh, Guinness is now attempting to identify the current oldest living person. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, April 25th, 2022. Monday, April 25th, 2022. Man, do I appreciate you. I, I really do. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, Bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow if you could. That would be very, very nice of you. <clears throat> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Um... Uh, it, it, those four words, political views, TV podcasts, uh, I'll show up right at the top of the search. You'll see it like a picture of two eyes in a field of black dots. Um, tweet to me, questions, insights, or fights at cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe you want to send me a, a, a news story. Maybe you want to congratulate me on my 500th episode from last Friday, right? <laughs> or maybe, because this is this is episode 501, or maybe you want to, uh, like I said, give me a news story, or maybe you want to school me on something, or maybe you want to just say hi. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.